Editor Newware here. Listen, you guys, these video interviews are long. And to be fair, all of them are long. I mean, I've had ones that were an hour to four hours long. So I'm breaking them up. However, I couldn't tell you how many videos this particular interview is going to be in. But I try to break them up between 20 and 30 minutes. So I'll leave a link in the description for the playlist for this interview, as well as the sequence in which this interview video is. I hope you guys enjoy. So let's just hop right back into it. So you talked a little bit about um, doubling up, not being lazy. You didn't yeah. say it, but I'm, I'm going to read between the lines. You said, don't be lazy in this game. You got to yes. be hustling left yes. and right, yes. making content, making merchandise. You got to sell it. You got to be on point with mm -hmm. it. That, so I'm, I'm going to speak on it in case some of y'all missed it. So you're saying if you're on a train, work on some shirts, or edit yeah. some videos, edit some, some photos, you know, put together some lyrics, you know, try to, you know, move around a little bit. You never know. Be very flexible with it, but always be working on something. You're you're awake, you're alert, put in the work. What are some of the other things you do to kind of like help progress your your image, your mm. ideas, your your business, your art? Yeah, I think the couple things. One, listen to different genres of music than what you play. That I think a lot and I and I don't want to harp on hip hop because I know that there are plenty of other artists that are really generic and they all sound the same. But like in hip hop specifically, the market we were talking about saturation a little bit before the cameras and everything turned on like saturation is a I think is a bigger issue for us in hip hop just because of how accessible it is. Unlike rock and roll or country or folk, you don't need a band to be a hip hop artist. You just need yourself and then a beat that you can get on YouTube. And so people do that. And so there's like 17 people for every one of you. Um, so listen to other genres of music other than yourself, other than the genre you're in, because you want to get influences so that you can sound different mm -hmm. than everybody else around you. That's important. That's one of the ways that you progress your brand. That's how I progress mine. Like I listen to other genres of music, other things um, to get like, oh, hey, what does that sound like? Or do I like that, that vibe? Maybe I can try that out. My music sounds very, very different. And because of that, I can be booked anywhere. There's, I can be booked like almost anywhere. If you got a rock show, I can give you a rock set. I got songs that'll, that'll fit with that. It's just a purely bars, hip hop, no choruses set. I got a, I got a, I got a tight 45. I can give you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's a, it's a pop thing. We're in Rochester. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I can do that. Got you. Like, I got, because I've listened to a bunch of different music. I have music that's tailored to all that stuff. Not saying you have to do that. Not saying you have to be a multi-genre artist. No, but not everybody can do that. But what I'm saying is that at least you're not listening to the same thing over and over and over again. And you're not just regurgitating the same thing that everybody else says, because then you're just hoping that you come up with a phrase that's interesting before somebody else does. And then if, and you'll never know whether you were the one who did it. I remember listening to Master P. Was it Master P? I don't remember. No, it was, maybe it was Birdman. And he said, we should have trademarked bling bling when we had the chance. Mm. Because we said it and then now everybody said it. And then it happened so fast that we, you know, missed out on that opportunity and it's, you know, it's gone. So like, you know, people just will regurgitate things they've heard before. So like listening to other stuff is a way to advance your brand. Um, but on like a practical, like boots on the ground kind of thing. Um, one of the best things that you can do is practice. 
like practice, practice your songs, practice your set, like, and not just like in like, a, I'm gonna, I know the lyrics of my song, but go like, are there places in my song where I can call out the city that I'm in? Are there places in my set where I can push my socials or I can maybe add something about what's going on in the room? Know your songs frontwards and backwards um, so that if something were to go off, like your mic goes off or the DJ table skips or so a fight breaks out in the back. You know what I mean? That you know your song so well that you can't be rattled so that you can just keep going and going and going and going. And people are like, wow, this person is a performer. Some people just have their songs and they just rap over them. They just take the songs that they have from iTunes or whatever and they just mm -hmm. sing over them. And it's like, you can do that. And there's nothing morally wrong about it. But like, it, it, it does make you look insecure. And people pick up on that whether they tell you that or not they feel it mm -hmm. like they'll, they'll feel it they'll be like oh they're they're performing with a security blanket and you won't get the same reaction that you would have gotten if you didn't do that it might still be a positive reaction but you could have been great instead of good if you had practiced more and just knew your songs enough that you didn't need it so that's something that i would say is a boots on the ground like get in front of your mirror don't worry about how silly you might look rapping to yourself. Get to know what you look like when you mm -hmm. perform. So I got a couple more questions. I got, I got, I don't know, nowhere else to be. I'm just, <laughs> I'm here. I'm just trying to keep myself from going to McDonald's. So you do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> with, um, I'm going to say that a lot. I'm, I'm a with um kind of guy. I got you. Uh, my English teacher would hate the crap out of me right now. Well, you know <laughs> what? Me. Look, you got a success. You're on a podcast. It's a beautiful studio. Whoever that English teacher is, just know we did it. All right. We made it what we needed to make it. A lot of the stuff you guys said that we need to learn, we did it though. I know that the mitochondria is a powerhouse of the cell. I didn't learn how to do my taxes. So maybe y'all just <laughs> take a seat. <laughs> with, with the introducement of technology right i mean mm -hmm. you're around that age where you kind of grew up with the whole the house phone the house phone number then mm -hmm. the brick phones the yeah. cell phones the flip phones you know all that jazz mm -hmm. uh what was some of your reactions seeing some of the technology like progress with as long as you've been in the game yeah at the very least because the technology advances quick it does so. it's wild i was really excited to get a sidekick phone that's how you want to know talk about me like a mm -hmm. I still think those were cool if they brought back a sidekick phone because you could it. like play it was like a switch mm -hmm. it was like a Nintendo switch that you could also make calls on I'm not saying that you should bring it back I'm just saying that you could um, <laughs> but yeah technology has exploded and one of the reasons I say like your phone's your biggest asset because it really truly has. Not only do they have like wireless microphones that you could just put into your uh, charging port and have a studio quality mic wherever you're at physically. Um, there is just like so many other things. Your cameras on their phones are so much more higher definition than they used to be. Like you can do green screen work on your phone, which is crazy. Um, but also... And this isn't my genre particularly, but my my DJ would uh, feel some type of way if I didn't mention it. Like if you want to get into DA, DJing and or scratching, they have uh, needless record things now. Like uh, he has these uh, little Bluetooth 
uh, thing. I don't know what they call them, but he puts them on the records and he can scratch and it'll follow where the record's at on the oh, thing. Wow. He does. And he, he, we were spending $70 a month on needles uh, because they would break. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're scratching, they'd break. And like, and some people are like, oh, I'm a purist. I want to do X, Y, Z. And it's nothing wrong if you like the needle and you, you want to have it that way. But it's like technology is progressing in such a way that like a lot of things that were inaccessible to a lot of us, and I'm talking about lower income people because I did, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So like lower income people is now accessible. Mm-hmm. You can make content that is on par with some of this other stuff. It might take a few, you know, saved paychecks, but once you do it, you now have access to a whole lot of stuff. This studio, <laughs> like I, y'all don't even understand. I, we talked about green screen studio a little bit, but y'all don't even know. If you're in the Twin Cities area, like I just looked at the price when I came in here. <laughs> like I, I know this is not what this is about, but when I came in here, and I was like, "Yo, this is pretty tight." And then you just showed me around and all the things that you had on here for like the reasonable price that you guys have it in here. I was like, "This is ridiculous." If I was in college and I knew I could do this instead of spending all my money at Taco Bell, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would be, I would be a little Nas X right now. Like I would have that money, right? It'd be me and Billy Ray Cyrus singing, you know, tricking all these people into giving me money. Like, that's I, I, I keep saying I, I, I should keep that to myself. But I'll, I was, I'm just gonna say this for the posterity. He finessed y'all out that money. <laughs> That was never a country song. He knew full well it wasn't a country song. He tricked y'all. He tricked y'all into fighting races by paying him. And I love it. (laughs) That's neither here nor there. Um, But like the the technology that is available to people at a much lower price range than it used to be is staggering. And so find, find them. Find your way. Take a little bit of time. Save your pennies. And get yourself something that you could really just change your whole career. The trajectory of your career could be crazy. One of my favorite questions when I do these interviews with artisans, I asked my younger brother, Phi Simi, shout out. Yeah. Uh, Skippy and uh, what is his name? H the, H the Dreamer. I wanted to say his actual name. It's a, yeah, but H the Dreamer. H the Dreamer. Um, and there's another guy I asked. He ain't out yet, so I'm not going to drop him. Okay, Coming okay, soon. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, if you had $500 right now and you had to, to jump into this industry, what would you get? Okay, I have nothing, right? Uh, other than this 500 Yep, just $500 I got and a dream. I got clothes on my back. You got clothes, you got water, food. You, I, I want equipment, I equipment. want bookings, okay, okay, I want right. stuff like that. Hey, if you Ooh. want to say $500 invested into a, a manager yeah. that's, that's going to get me where I need to go, mm. that's fine too. Well, okay, so if you could find a reliable booker for, for $500, I would book you enough shows to do that. I would say do it, but this is what I would do with the 500. First of all, never pay to play. That's a scam. I, that's my personal opinion. I've been around a while. Uh, anybody who's asking you to pay them to perform um, either doesn't think you're talented or doesn't care. And as an artist, you don't want to work with anybody who thinks of you that way. You just don't. So, like, unless it's I, this is my, this is going to sound bad. Maybe that's a little. Um, paying to play is only made sense if the person is 
incredibly, incredibly, incredibly well-known. And you can guarantee and have proof of other people who have achieved financial success by doing this thing. If Jay-Z says, give me $500, the real Jay-Z, not a bot, <laughs> tells you, hey, if you give me $500, which he would never do, like to play at this thing, it costs you $500 to play it, then do it, all right? Like that's that'd be stupid. But like to not do it. But like what I'm saying is don't bait a play. But what I would do, is I would take $300, I would buy white shirts and colored mark fabric markers. I would make myself a bunch of merch. Personalize, I've, I've done this. So this is me actually, I'm telling you something that I have done. I did it with hats and not shirts, but I would do it with shirts. Um, hats work too, because then you don't have to worry about sizes. Uh, but so you, you buy a bundle of white shirts because it'll be cheaper. Get a bunch of white shirts, try to find like medium or large stuff that a lot of people wear. And then you make an individual design on each shirt. Like you draw, like, and if your name is, let's say my name is Sparky, right? A little Sparky. That's my thing. So you make one shirt that has a Pikachu on it. And it's like, it's like, I'm a little Sparky. Then you have like a light bulb. It's like a little Sparky. And you make uh, like 70 unique designs. Then you go to a show and you crush it. All right. You crush it. Keep the money you have. The, just take the shirt and the markers. That's it. Crush it. And then say at my merch table, I have 70 unique shirts that I will never be able to make again. And I cannot, and it will never be back. They're 20 bucks for a shirt. You spent 20 bucks on the whole pack. If two people buy shirts, you have doubled your money and you just lather, rinse, repeat until you have enough money to go to a screen printing company and do it again. And the rest of the money, I'm not even, you don't, you don't even need to know what you do with the rest of the money. <laughs> like that'll probably in itself will cost you maybe if you want to do it well and nice, maybe $70, maybe. And then you take that other 430 and you save it. Yeah, yeah. Sit it on its side, right? You wait, because then you might want to get a phone. You might want to get, you know, some premium microphone. You might want to do that. You might want to do studio time. Like you might want to uh, wait, write a bunch, get a like write a whole album out, da, 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 get it all done. You have four hundred and thirty dollars left to work with. You come to Green Screen Studio or something equivalent, <laughs> and then you just make an album. You make seventeen music videos in the massive green room thing that's right over there, <laughs> and you now have physical merch content that is one of a kind that no one can get anywhere else. You have music videos, you have a studio and you have a studio space and all of that. And you can do that right now. I did that with hats. I made individual hats. I took markers from $5, five below. I bought a bunch of markers from five below, cost me 20 bucks. And I just made hats and people still wear them because they got them when they're like, oh, those are nerdy's hats. He just made them. And, and the, uh, this is the only one there is. I will need another <laughs> one like this. <laughs> so that's what I would do with 500 bucks. I just flip it. I'd flip it immediately. That's an Hey, that's the first time I got that kind of answer. Everybody's unique. Yeah. It's everybody, it's, there's a million different ways to do it. 
there's like the yeah, there's as many unique ways to get to this business um, as there are people in it. Uh, so just find the way that works for you. But that's what I did, and it, it works because people want to support you. They want to wear the merch. They want to do it, especially if you're good. So if you're good, that's don't worry about being better. Just be like and in that. If you're just trying to move, move some units. Absolutely. Uh, I got a really cool question. So when it comes to how can I put this? When it comes to the content that you make mm-hmm. and selling the merchandise afterwards and then collecting the money, I'm looking at what are some of the companies that you have to interact with mm. in the industry. So it doesn't have to be personal. Like I mm-hmm. work with this company just in general, like, yeah, I have a, I looked into research. I had to yeah. find companies for this type of thing. I've looked mm-hmm. and then we research on, you know, if I purchase stuff, I had to look into Squarespace or, you know, I sometimes can do Vimo, you know, things of that nature. Like what yeah. are some of the other administrator side of stuff that you have to do? Well, there's a lot. I was, uh, the other day I was telling my friends, I said, you know, the things that they don't tell you about being a rock star when you're 13, <laughs> you know, and you want to do it is that it is 80% administrative work until you can afford to someone to do it for you. It's a lot of, you know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's on boring emails that you don't want to do. You know, the performing on a stage is actually a very small part of this job. Um, so one of the things that I would say, um, the different types of industries I deal with, you have to deal with merch people. We were talking about it. Uh, merch distributors is, is a big uh, venues. Wherever you are, no matter where you're listening to this, there's music venues and those usually either have owners or they're part of some sort of collective where there's a bunch of owners. And so um, the music venue industry is big. A radio or uh, like streaming industry is so big that you probably won't ever actually interact with them unless you're like Taylor Swift. But like (laughs) but like uh, radio. Local radio is big, is still big, even though radio people think radio is going away. It's not like local radio is still big. Um, local television is still big industries that you have to work into. Um, sampling and clearing stuff like that. I'm not trying to say that you have to do that, but like, you know, eventually you need to. So (laughs) like, you know, that there's companies that deal with that and you can work with that or other artists uh, are technically other businesses that you're interacting with other artists, because if they're on a song of yours, now you both have equity in that song. And if it does, if it blows up and I'm not trying to say you have to need a contract for all your friends who hop on a song with you, but like, You know, if you have a song and your friend jumped on it for the love and that song goes triple platinum overnight because it just like people just really, really rock with it. You need to know how that because your friend's going to feel some type of way if they don't get any of it. You know what I mean? Especially if they have a verse on the song. Like so. So that's another that's another business entity that you deal with um, when you're doing these when businesses. Um, photographers are another business. Videographers are sometimes a different person. You know, so that's another business that you're uh, interacting with. Um I could keep going on and on about all the different businesses that you do interact with when you do this music work. Um, but, you know. Reporters, publicists, uh, managers, other people's managers, um, travel people, renting vans for tour and what you need for that. Booking agents, if you end up doing something like that. There's a lot. There's a lot of businesses and a lot of entities that work in this industry. 
A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of administrative a lot. work. It's, it's a lot of never work. talked about. It's not again. It's not sexy. It's boring. Yeah. See again, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like people don't ask these kind of questions. I feel like some people may think it's boring, but like I'd rather someone who's in high school thinking about doing it mm-hmm. understands that like okay yeah you can blow up it could be one song that blew up and that really thrust you into the highlight yep. now surprise here you got to deal with all this administrative work and mm-hmm. you don't respond to this email you just missed out if you don't yeah. have this license you miss out you, you don't out. have this mm-hmm. um you know you don't fill out this form you don't properly sign into another website to get access to all the other stuff yeah you don't you know contracts you know, reading is important i went to college for music business um, and the reason I chose to go music business and not music performance is because I believe that I could always put on a good show. I didn't need anybody to teach me how to do that. But what I didn't know how to do was read a contract. What I didn't know how to do was make one. What I didn't know, well, I didn't want to get Motown. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to know what I was doing. So I, I highly recommend if you're an artist, a young artist, even if you don't, I'm not saying college is for everybody. It's not. I didn't finish. You don't need to finish if you don't want to. But what I'm saying is that it is important to learn these things because the industry does know it and they are going to want to make sure that you don't <laughs> so that they can get whatever people can get out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. Of, it's a reason why um, a lot of in hip hop, especially, and this is my personal opinion. I can't say this is fact, but it's my personal opinion that so many of our artists in hip hop are young black men because these rich white executives uh, assume, and rightly so, that a lot of these people aren't thinking about that. They're just like, here's $70,000. They're not, they're not telling you that if you don't make $75,000 back, that you're going to, they're going to own you. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, they're not going to tell you that because they're going to put a contract in front of you. When I was starting in this business, it's a little bit of a tangent, but when I was starting doing nerdy, there was a, uh, a store, uh, an organization. I won't say their name because it's like, I don't, I don't really care anymore, but they put a contract in front of me that essentially said, had I not read it would have said that we own your name and likeness in perpetuity forever. (laughs) And you would never be able to make another record without first seeing if we could make this record for you. We'd have the right of first refusal forever. Wow. And if I did it, and this was like, I just started, that was two years, maybe a year in, had I not stopped and they were rushing me to get to resign this contract, right? They were like, sign, 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 sign it. And I had not, if I, and if I just went, all these guys are nice to me, they're doing this thing, they're putting on something and they're telling me that they're going to spend $5,000 on me. And at the time, $5,000 was a lot of money, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so when I was seeing that, I was like, oh my God, that's $5,000. But when I stopped the rate of the contract, I said, Matt, ask yourself this question. Do you think you're worth more than $5,000? If the number on the contract is the uh, is higher than the amount that you think that your entire career, no matter how popular your song gets, is worth. If that number on that piece of paper is that, then sign it because you'll never make more than that. But if you think you could make more than what they're telling you, take a second read it, see where you can gain out of it. And the best way to learn how to read contracts is to learn. Don't wait. Don't just hire someone to tell you what it says because 
they only they'll just make the money that they want to make. I'm not saying that everybody who does that is untrustworthy. I'm just saying is that you don't know the difference and you won't know because you haven't taken the time to learn. So that stuff is important. You can always just be a better artist by doing it more, but like reading it, learning it, finding the nuances of it, um, and being able to at least hang with yourself in a boardroom, uh, will get you farther, um, in the long run. Okay. With, with this industry being very predatory, I like to say it, it is it, it's it, incredibly predatory. What is it? That 26 rule, mm-hmm. you know, if you, you make enough money for the industry, you might be off by the age of 26. I think it's what it it's, is. It's a, yep, yep. Real, real good. Y'all believe me. Look it up. There's a lot of known artisans that were really famous and somehow dipped down and they were like, you're more, you're worth more. You're worth more dead than you are alive, alive, which is crazy. really unfortunate, but that is the truth. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think there's a lot of like you said some things that were really that hit home is like there's a lot of concerns in this industry, especially for a new and up and coming artist that mm-hmm. isn't aware of some of the risks yeah. and the contracts, as well as being able to like make right connections. Like mm-hmm. it's not hard to be nice to somebody. No, it's not hard to, to rip somebody off. No, it's actually really easy. And especially in an industry where contracts are involved and mm-hmm. you just see the money on the table. I mean, what's seventy five thousand dollars to somebody who barely had three hundred dollars exactly. a week ago? Exactly. That and it's tough. Mm-hmm. It is so tough. And the bigger, the more zeros they give. But like you said, if you think you're worth for the ne- at least the next 30 years, mm-hmm. maybe 50. I don't know how long an artist would really go. I mean, Little yeah. Wayne and some of these other people are different, right? It's yeah, a whole other level. Yeah. But when you're talking about artists that can get about 10 million listens a month, mm-hmm. um, what do you call those? C-list or B-list artists? Yeah. I mean, like, up there, but it's, it's, a, it's definitely there are levels to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't think that if you believe in yourself and you honestly and and this is tough for some artists to do. Take a second, listen to your music and then go listen to, and I'm not saying you have to be as good as this person, but go listen to Prince, go listen to Michael Jackson, go listen to, to 50 Cent, go listen to Lil Wayne, listen to Lil Kim, uh, listen to uh, Nicki Minaj, uh, listen to Missy Elliott. Ask yourself, are you as good as them? Not saying you never will be, but ask yourself, are you as good as them? And if the answer is yes, then you can, then, then, Mm -hmm. then you'll make more money. Then don't worry about the number because eventually you're going to get the thing. So don't settle for less than that. And if the answer is, I don't know, I should probably take this 75, you know, 75 and try to flip it into something else. Do it. Do it, but be honest with yourself. Don't don't cheat yourself out of what could be a multi million dollar future for seventy thousand dollars today. Mm-hmm. That's that's truly an investment. There, mm-hmm. um, we talked a little bit about the core of hip hop, mm-hmm. right? The investments, the 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 learning, the skills building on your merch, building on your brand, Mm -hmm. your branding, uh, making the connections. Don't forget your roots. Mm -hmm. Uh, You talked a little bit about your own personal history, about going to college and learning more about your branding and Mm -hmm. have that in your back pocket. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how you would prefer that some people in the industry would diversify their earnings? Ooh, yeah. I think that you should be investing in your career, but you should be investing into multiple streams of income. Um, if you have a, if you have a brand 
first of all, you want to figure out your three, which is, I always say what your three things are. You're going to pick up five words that describe your brand. If you were trapped on an elevator with somebody, you would pick up five things, single, single words, and then take away two of them. And that and the three is what you brand off of. You're going to want to have shirts. You're going to want to have like hats and all that stuff. You're going to want to have merchandise that will represent those three. But then you're also going to want to find avenues that you can invest money in that um, reflect those values. Um, so for example, for me personally, like I'm big into Dungeons and Dragons. I'm big into that sort of things. So I've put together D10K, which is a tabletop like show. And we sell tickets for people to come and watch people play Dungeons and Dragons. It has nothing to do with hip hop, but my DJ spins for it. I, we set up the tickets and we get money for it. You know what I mean? Because people say nerdy. Oh, oh, he's doing Dungeons and Dragons. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, and then they go buy, they, they buy things for it. Like, they, I don't even have to do anything. Like, it, it, because it's already on brand. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't, I always forget. I, I know this is for a generation and I want to be prefaced by saying that whatever your personal views on uh, the use of uh, cannabis is, don't, you know, be whatever. But Wiz Khalifa, they have that like you know what i mean it has nothing to do with the music but they have their own brand of stuff they have their own rolling papers they have all that stuff why because what is Wiz Khalifa's music about yeah. so you know what i mean so like he's invested into the thing that you would buy when you're listening to his music you know what i'm saying I wish more people or more artists thought about their brand like that. And if you're, if, if you say to yourself, well, I, my brand is, you know, popping bottles and have a good time at the club. Okay. Not entirely original, but okay. Are there local spirit manufacturers that, you know, can you say, Hey, can we, can you go to a local brewery and be like, yo, can we do a collab where we have a branded, uh, shot or go to a bar and say, like, can you have a little sparky shot? Like, you know what I mean? And then like, and I'll promote it and you promote it. And then maybe like every, like, you know, one night I'll come in and I'll guest bartend and like, you know what I mean? And now there's a little sparky shot at this bar. And so people will say your name every time they want one of those, you know what I'm saying? Like if that's your brand, figure out how to way to get that little, you go to a brewery and say, Hey, can I make a seltzer or can I hey, make a beer or, or, or you go to a restaurant like, Hey, can I have like an appetizer that has my name on it? You know what I mean? Do something to diversify your, fire your stuff. It, or or a night if you're really big into dancing do you have, sponsor a dance crew there are so many young cats out here that could use uh two hundred dollars towards their uh like cooperative gear you know what i mean mm -hmm. like hey put my name on the back of it snoop dogg did it he did a whole football. He's a whole football junior football league. You know what I mean? And and and, and it, I know it's like a charity thing, but he's making money off that. Oh, that that deal he made with NASCAR. Yeah, <laughs> like and, oh, and that's how man. you start. That's how you, you. I did a thing with Wesley Andrews Coffee House. It was called Nerdy's One Shot. It was a 
specific coffee blend that they made, I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do was come in to pick which flavors I liked. They made it the thing. I created a little tabletop game that was like, you could play with two regular dice. They put a sleeve over the same thing that they put everything else in and those sold like gangbusters. And I don't even drink coffee. <laughs> like, I don't even drink coffee. But it's like people, I did something that was different. You know what I mean? And people are like, oh, hey, cool. And you, everybody can do that. And you like, just, just reach out. Just reach out and be like, hey, this fits me. This fits what I like to do. Would you guys be cool with us doing that? And diversifying your portfolio that way. Awesome. That's a lot, a lot of healthy content here. A um, couple of last questions yes, for you. Let's hit it. Uh, third favorite question to ask people who sit across the table from me. Ooh. A lot of times in this industry, you have a lot of people who are around you from the beginning to the very end. You might have some people that drop off here and there. You have your team, you have your loved ones, and then you have your extended family, mm -hmm. right? The, some people like to refer to them as the audience. Yeah. My question to you is related to acceptance. Mm. So how, how did you feel? Cause in the beginning, this always happens without fail. You do all the legwork, you get a show, you get a booking, nobody shows up. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that experience and what you did to kind of move forward? I can talk about that experience on two fronts. Uh, I can talk to you about it when I started and I can talk to you about it now. <clears throat> when I started, it was something you had to push through. So I remember I was at a venue that no longer exists called, uh, I want to say it was part wolf. It was the nomad when I was performing at it and I was doing, you know, I had doing hip hop. I done shut up and rap. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling good about myself. I'm on this bill and I get up on stage by the time it's my turn to go. It is me. It is the bartender. It is the sound guy and two people, one person at the bar oh, wow. and another person sitting out there who was not there to see me. I remember I'm three songs into the set. I take out my phone. And I take a picture of the empty room. And I said, I want to remember this. So I never forget that this is something to happen. This is real. And you want to do this. Even if there's nobody here, you want to do this. So this is okay. Like it feels disheartening and it's not fun, but this is okay. And I've posted that video. I keep it on my phone. I sell my phone. I keep, I, I look at it regularly because it reminds me of that feeling. Like you want to do this. It's okay. It's all right. Um, and now I just started, you know what I mean? So I was pushing through, I was pushing through. And then most recently, here I am on a multi-state international tour mine headlining tour and we get to a we get to a day and there is like 12 people at this venue now granted 12 people all there to see me in a state that i don't live and i've never been there before um so there is something positive about it but i remember walking on stage i remember before i went on stage i said oh, i don't want to do this i'm gonna i'm i've played the timberwolf halftime show twice you know, I've had, I filled out First Avenue, main room, 13, like 15,000 people. They were turning people away. You know what I mean? Like here I am uh, with 12 people out there and 
I, sh- I, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then I, I, I said to myself, I, I, I said like, but those are 12 people who paid their hard earned money, who worked at whatever job they worked at. They could have bought a delicious Big Mac. Um, <laughs> but instead they took that money and their time and they came to see you. So whether there is two people or 2000 people, that ticket is your boss. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that ticket, they they paid for a show and they didn't pay for a show that was half done. They paid for the whole experience. So it is your job and the social and real physical, like the, the spiritual contract you make as an artist is that if they pay for that ticket, that you give them the show they paid for. So I went out and I just performed like I was at, you know, Madison Square Garden. And for those people who were there, they're like, that was the best show I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. Like, how are you just here? I can't believe it. And those those shows are the ones that build for the 13,000 people. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it because they'll go and tell everybody that you need to go see this show. The venue will be like this person gave us a show that they didn't need to give us. And now we want them back. They everyone wants that feeling. So if you can do that, it'll be that's how you get past that. That's how you push through the nobody's there is performing. I always say to my band and to my and myself, the room is always full. The room is always full. It is always sold out. It is the, 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 especially if you're black and I'm saying this for real, (laughs) I'm saying this for real. I'm not even lying to you. You know how much has happened to get you here. I'm trying to, I'm not trying to get too philosophical, but like the suffering that it was endured to get you to where you're at right now, that room is full of your ancestors, of your, of your community. It is full. You are the, uh, you are the culmination of a people. So never perform like it's like, there's nobody there because there's always somebody there. Someone worked and lived and died and fought and, 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 and struggled and strived to get you. So the room is always full and perform like that. You talked a little bit about that. Let's let's push it and expand it a little bit. In the beginning, you had your family, I'm assuming. Yes. How was their reaction to you saying, this is what I want to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, real talk. I So, like I said, I didn't have a great home life. So, real talk. I, my family didn't particularly care one way or the other what I did. I think they, when you tell people that you're going to be an entertainer, and I said I wanted to be, I was a hyperactive kid. I said I wanted to do a lot of things, but I always knew I wanted to entertain people. Um, And I think there was this sense of like, that's cute. Like, Mm. all right, whatever. Get your homework done. You know what I mean? Like, dude, it doesn't really matter. You know, I'm not saying that I wasn't ever supported. I I, I was I was I was supported both financially and and there were some times that people came to like a show or something. But it it wasn't like that. Like it was more just like you just do whatever you want to do. But I can tell you that as like my friends, the people who like invested in me the most, there was times where it was like. Nobody cared. 
You know what I mean? Like my friend, like they were like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You should do this. You know what I mean? And you have to know in yourself what you want to do. And you have to know that you want to do it even if none of your friends come. And I think that's a, that's a, that is a hurdle that a lot of young artists don't get over is that, especially if they have other artists, friends is that you have to want to do this. If your homies, your friends are on stage with you, you want to need, you need, you want to have to do this in front of a room full of absolute strangers. Like, and if you don't want to do that, if you can't perform, if everybody isn't like all like your whole posse isn't on stage with you, if you can't do that, then this is not going to work. You do need to be able to do this because you love doing it without anybody else's approval or recommendation. Like you just have to love it because it's going to, there's going to be days that you're going to be hungry. All right. Like I have had many a days where I had sleep for dinner. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're going to have to want this. And so don't worry about whether people are on board with you clock who is so you can remember and clock who isn't so you can remember, but ultimately find that peace within yourself and then one foot in front of the other. And that's again, great. So, so great content. Um, last question. Okay, here we go. We're getting right. it. This is going to be a tough one. This could, a lot of people who don't he, he leaned over. He leaned over. I'm, now I'm scared. Now I'm scared. He's like, all right. Yeah, this is when they the run. <laughs> this is the hard one, right? You got you me gonna, in here. There's no way to get out of here quick. Like, I see what you guys have done. <laughs> How'd you come up with the names? Oh, for what's the, the meaning behind that? My Oh, my, my, my name. That's actually super fun. That's actually a really easy question. <laughs> uh, I think I get this question a lot because it is both spelled weird and like, it's just like, MC names are this very interesting thing. You know, it's very, per it's both very personal and also sometimes it's like very generic. You know what I mean? So it's, it's its own edge scene of itself. It's a very interesting cultural thing that we do in hip hop specifically. But for nerdy, um, when I was younger, uh, my brother and his friends would rap after school. You know, they would cut together and they'd rap after school and I wanted to hang out. So I would come with them. I wasn't rapping at the time, but I wanted an MC name because like everybody else had one. So um, I went with Nerdy and originally it was spelled N-E-R-D. Now it's spelled N-U-R-D. But originally it was N-E-R-D, Nerdy. And the reason I did it, it was because like I was a nerdy kid. I was always called nerdy growing up. I liked nerdy stuff. And so it was funny. It reminded me of Heavy D. So and I was just like Nerdy like it made sense to me to be like oh yeah i'm nerdy it was funny i am nerdy um so that was my name and when i started rapping in shut up and rap that's how i spelled it n-e-r dash d which seems so weird now um <laughs> but it was funny uh so i was spelled that i had one shut up and rap four times in a row they retired me they said i got to perform at soundset 2018. So thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people um, sharing a bill with like Erica Badu, Tyler, the creator, mm -hmm. Wu-Tang Clan, all this thing. And so I get up on stage, do my set. First time I'd ever done a full set in my life. Right. I walk off stage and I, and I crushed it. Like, you know what I mean? Like not to be arrogant or whatever, but I really am pretty good. And so <laughs> I crushed it. And I walk off stage though. And, um, 
Augie 5000. Augie 5000. Uh, no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Augie, no, no, Augie 5000. I was right, I was right, Augie 5000. I always forget if it's 3000. He came to me, he was a, he's a friend, a DJ, a local person, and he said, hey man, um, I had some people, bigger named people, who tried to find you on socials and I tried to show it to you and we couldn't find it because every time we put in any R dash D Pharrell's band came up and E R D. Um, and I would never show, I would never do that again because it made me look dumb because I couldn't find you and we had put you on the thing. So you need to change your name. <laughs> <laughs> you need to change because that 10 minutes of like trying to figure out where to find me, they lost interest. I had got them with my performance. I had got them. You know what I mean? They were ready. They wanted to know who I was. They were ready. They were, these are bigger named people. You know what I mean? They had wanted to get to know who I was as an artist, but because my name was too hard to find, um, and they had to put more than like five clicks into trying to figure out where I was that they were just like, well, there's a million in the game. I mean, you know, we can come back. And I was still, you know, I was still new. I'm pretty undeniable now. But then I was just, you know, I was just a guy. So I went, I thought about it. I was like, okay, well, I've been nerdy since high school. And, you know, I don't have any particular like emotional attachment to it. I could change it. But then I was like, but I like the way it sounds. And so phonetically, I changed it to you. And you are dash D just because it, you say it the same nerdy and i was like okay cool hands you know done easy i don't have to tell anybody my name is different i don't have to change any of my lyrics like you know it's just nerdy and then one day uh brother ali he hits me up on instagram when he reached out to see if i was going to be on this tour with him and he says hey like hey I, you know i'm i'm sure you know this already but and you are is in Arabic means light, means spiritual light. And I think, and I, I sure you knew that already, but like, like, I think that's pretty cool. And I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I could lie and say that I did and seem really cool. Uh, but I told him I didn't know that, but I, it felt so right hearing that that I had stumbled across something that very much was what I wanted to represent. Mm -hmm. um, and so now nerdy, while it is about Dungeons and Dragons and professional wrestling and anime and all that fun stuff, um, it is about bringing light to spaces that I can illuminating um, injustices as well as highlighting things that are beautiful in my community and the world around me. So that's what it is, nerdy. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I I love my name. I love my rap name. I I I have ideas if I ever needed to you know change it to something else. But I think for a while, until I get big like P Diddy and I can change like a bunch of times, I think I'll just keep calling myself nerdy. You gotta get to like Eminem status. Yeah, man. you know what I mean. Like, you know, I have a bunch of different monikers. I need more monikers. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool, man. I I'll tell you this. Like I said, I did a, a year's worth of research for Chocolate Express, so yeah. I kept googling it. And to this day, I still Google it. And guess what? Yeah. pops up. Yep. Chocolate Express. Chocolate <laughs> but you know what comes up after the third search? I'm trying to be the first. Chocolate Espresso Podcast. Yeah. Listen, I love it. I love you coming out here. Thank I love you. everything you're doing. It's amazing. I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you very I'm much. I'm hopefully grateful that the audience is grateful that you're here. Yes, please. Hopefully, tell, tell everybody that you had good time on the please give me the space say nice things about this episode <laughs> <laughs> listen i always like to end this off two ways the two first ways. way all right i like to say how can they find you Ooh, there you go and if they contact you what can they contact you on Ooh, okay yeah so you can find me everywhere on all the socials and i always try to tell people get every single social you can if there's a new thing just just make the same username on there because you never know mm-hmm. so it's at nerdy rocks n-u-r-d rocks just like that no dash n-u-r-d rocks on every social media you can find me on the best way to contact me if you want to hit me up on instagram you can i run all my socials so you can hit me up it might take a minute but i will get to you um but if you have like a business opportunity or something that you would like to do or some kind of collab you want to do nerdy booking is the best uh at gmail.com nerdy just like i said and you are d booking at gmail.com you hit me up you can get me you get my manager and we can make some real moves happen so if you're just trying to chop it up Instagram's fine. If you're trying to like build something, hit me up in the email like a like a proper business and you know, <laughs> and we can and we can try to make some money. Seriously, you guys, listen, listen. Um he didn't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. You trying to take us to the moon and back, let us know. Yeah, we trying to go to the moon. Don't you play with me. I'm trying to go to space with my Big Mac sandwich. Hey, Mickey Mouse stuffing in the background with the M&M's hat and everything else in between. You know what I'm saying? We are not opposed to advertisement. Nah. We welcome it. Yeah, that's right. Sponsors. <laughs> Give us that sponsor money. Listen, you guys, listen. I got to move the microphone nice and close to me for this. Listen, I'm, I, I, listen. remember that turtle from earlier at the beginning of the episode <laughs> that you tried to swerve and miss and you did. And then the dog, you know, the dog, unfortunately, you woke up. It was a bad dream. All could have been avoided if you like shares. I'm not even going to listen. You woke up. And you realize it was the next day. It really happened because you didn't like, share, subscribe. All you had to do the whole time oh my gosh. was like, share, subscribe. You could have saved a life. It's a Twilight Zone episode right now. And I swear to you, that turtle, that turtle saw the whole thing. It was late. So when you, the only reason why you woke up and realized it was the next day because it was a snapping turtle and it bit you in your big toe. Oh, now, my goodness. That could have been avoided if you like, share, subscribe. Look, how many times I got to say this? Two how, more times. I, like, share, and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. I'm saying three times. Like, share, subscribe. That was one more than we needed. I'm just saying. I got, <laughs> another one for the soft pool. Just drop that right there. Somewhere wow. down here. I don't know what. I, I, editor, editor Nowhere. Put it somewhere in the little square frame. Rectangle. Rectangles are squares, by the way. <laughs> I'm we're, that ending, there. we're ending I, this episode right with the most controversial <laughs> statement that has ever been made in the history mm-hmm. of Bob. That's <laughs> right. Rectangles are squares. Circles are triangles and triangles are bears. All right. We out. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for watching this video all the way to the end. We really appreciate it. A special shout out to Green Screen Studios here in St. Paul, Minnesota. 
listen, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you can direct message us either on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. It's always going to be chocolate underscore espresso underscore. Listen, we really appreciate you. I said it once. I said it twice. I'm going to say it a billion times, but that's what it takes. If you guys want to reach out to us, especially if you know anyone or if maybe you want to be interviewed about your job, the goal is to really teach a lot of youth about the different opportunities that are available to them. College is great. It's always going to be great. Not every not everybody wants to go to college or maybe college just isn't on the table right now. So I want to push as much content that retains to jobs and jobs that may or may not require college. Maybe you just need to network. Maybe you just got to put a lot of work into the beginning as an entry level person. But you know, I really look forward to producing as many interviews as I can and posting it. I appreciate you guys, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day.